The apartment was built along standard South Minneapolis railroad car lines. One long room, cut in half by a craftsman-style built-in mirrored buffet that Tori had identified as Stickley, the kitchen built into the hall that opened on the bedrooms, beyond where the buffet stood as the outer wall to Maggie's room. The buffet, though, was partly disassembled, the drawers stacked to one side, its joints and innards lying exposed, as though it were some wooden creature, disemboweled by somebody in a rush. That's new, he said. She nodded. My landlord offered me a break on the rent if I refinished the built-in. Tori raised an eyebrow. She smiled. And your Uncle Hosea offered to come down for a week and do the stripping and refinishing and rebuilding for me when I called him to ask for some advice and maybe some help. Tori smiled. Just don't let him go wild with abditories. Huh? Nothing, never mind. It was the sort of piece Uncle Hosea would love to put hidden hiding places in. This buffet was similar enough to the one in the guest room at home to receive the same treatment. A silent little pressure lock hidden beneath each of the door hinges, holding a drop-down compartment in place. Put a piece of paper inside each of the hinges, press the two glass-paneled doors shut hard enough to make the hinge plates flex just enough to set the pins correctly in the keyway, then slide open the top drawer, just so far and no farther, before a quick thump on the top of the buffet and a two-inch-thick inner drawer would drop down. That abditory, the one in the buffet at home, contained a set of spare passports and other papers that might be useful under extraordinary circumstances. Other abditories, like the compartment under the front hall stairway, contained survival kits, or weapons, or money, or things as prosaic as the emergency roll of toilet paper. But Uncle Hosea often built such things just as an art form like the tiny one in Mom's bathroom for her tampons, which Tori had only found accidentally while clearing hair out of the sink's trap. And back when Tori was a kid, Uncle Hosea had built him a secret compartment in the side of his closet that was just the perfect size for a stack of Playboys. Giving Uncle Hosea a week to put this buffet back together was like locking a kid up in Toys R Us for a night. Well, let him have his fun. She gestured at the tools spread out on the canvas drop cloth covering the floor. All I have to do is take it apart without doing much damage, and I can do that. I did have other ideas as to how to spend the afternoon, he said, reaching for her. You did, didn't you? She grinned as she wrapped her arms around his waist. Mm, well, it appears you did. I think we ought to do work, food, and some studying first— We've got the place to ourselves, Deb spending the next couple of nights over at Brian's, and I'd be surprised if she even stops by to pick up her mail. So what would you think about us doing some grunt work, then some studying, then grabbing a quick supper, and see what happens after that? Is that one of them their rhetorical questions? Yep. I never liked rhetorical questions. Work first, then food, and then, well, maybe we'll see. You work better when you're horny. Her smile turned her maybe into a promise, and a quick kiss sealed it. I think my good nature is being taken advantage of, he said as she stepped back. He dropped his jacket and then opened up the toolbox, giving in with as much grace as he could muster, which wasn't much. Work. He made a low rumble in his throat. Don't growl. Sorry.